Hey, welcome to episode 132 of This Week in Marketing. This is your host, Shazid Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of October 24th to 28th, 2022. Uh, first off, we are going to start off with TikTok today. Uh, TikTok has published a 17-page 2022 holiday marketing guide, which provides an overview of key, key engagement stats around seasonal events, insights, into when critical engagement points occur within each relevant period, checklist for planning, explainers, and other stuff. You can f- download the TikTok's full 2022 holiday guide from the show notes page. Uh, the link is going to be there. Go ahead and check it out. Next up, uh, TikTok has launched what they're calling it the TikTok Academy. Uh, it's an education platform for marketers similar to what uh, Meta, aka Facebook, has the Blueprint courses. Twitter has Flight School, and now TikTok has TikTok Academy. This will provide free courses on how to make the best use of TikTok for marketing, along with research data, other information to expand your understanding of the app. The link to the TikTok Mark- TikTok Academy is also in our show notes page. Check it out if you want to get more information. Next up, uh, this is the time of the year, which is the quarterly earnings report. Last week, we shared quarterly earnings. This week, we actually have uh, earnings report from three platforms. They are going to be Pinterest, Microsoft, Google, oh, Facebook, so it's four. So first off, let's jump into Pinterest. Pinterest's quarter earnings reports look better uh, than what it was last quarter. They have earned about $685 million in Q3 2022. It's an 8% year-over-year growth. Um, they have added 12 million more active users. Now, listen, I'm not giving you the numbers so that you know uh, it goes over your head and to say who made how much money, but the numbers actually show where the platform is heading and what's really happening within the platform. Right, uh, so I'm basically quickly covering it to give you the why behind the number. So it seems like, you know, Pinterest added 12 million users. Three of those 12 are in the U.S., so it's a quite a good growth. Remember back when in, we were in lockdown mode during COVID, Pinterest really skyrocketed. And then after, as the lockdown was lifted, Pinterest uh, took uh, the user and revenue took a dive. And now it's going back to the covid levels so which is a good sign shows that people are coming back to pinterest and this is the holiday season and they've added three million users and and if you follow the show 131 which was last week you know uh, i believe it was snapchat and snapchat makes more money from the users in the u.s than they do it from the rest of the world or india okay Uh, same thing happening at pinterest so what this is i'm telling you about is that if you are an e-com direct to consumer um if you and if you're not already on Pinterest, go ahead and use Pinterest. Especially, what's happening is video is taking off on Pinterest, right? And that's something we've seen it in uh, Facebook, and I'm going to cover the Facebook Instagram results. We've seen it in TikTok, and we've seen it in YouTube. So, video is taking off, short form video, and that's where Pinterest is saying <coughs> their engagement with video has gone up by three percent, uh, three times year over year. Next up, <coughs> excuse me. Next up, we have Microsoft's Q123. Hang on a second now. You're going to say, shit. you just said this. We are in 2022. You just covered Pinterest Q3. Then where the hell did this Q123 come from for Microsoft? Well, Microsoft reports their numbers are differently. Their quarters are set differently. Their year starts differently. Now, as you can imagine, 
and we are covering Microsoft's Q1 23 basically means next quarter we're going to cover Q2 of 23 just Microsoft the way the corporate was structured and done okay it's still the same period uh, which is going to be July through July August September July through August uh, September uh, basically what we take away from that is that uh, Microsoft made a lot of money especially in LinkedIn LinkedIn's uh, are have grow, have 17% more uh, revenue, uh, search and revenue, search and news revenue was up by 16%. They have, LinkedIn has about 150 million subscriptions. So a lot of users are coming back to LinkedIn. And I can attest to that because I see a lot of activity. We, we ourselves are publishing a lot more on LinkedIn than we do on Instagram. It's just that easier. Uh, it's kind of like going back to the Facebook days. It's just that Facebook has become such a pain for us to publish. I don't even know how to use Facebook page anymore, to be honest. LinkedIn is easier. It's just I hope they don't make it so complicated like Facebook, where I don't even know they keep rolling out Facebook page experience updates and things like that. I'm just I just want to publish something and follow a page. How difficult is that? Um, or maybe I'm not smart enough. Either or. Okay. Uh, having said that, that's all there is to know about Microsoft earnings. Microsoft, keep an eye out. Microsoft is gonna take off next quarter is because they're partnering. They're becoming Netflix's ad revenue. <laughs> ad partner they're gonna microsoft ad is the one that's gonna run on netflix ads so that's gonna start next month and it's gonna take off keep that in mind going from microsoft into google google took a beating this week uh, just because their earnings numbers didn't come in the way that wall street expected and actually there is a reason it seems like this was the worse this was one of the bad uh, earnings report in the last 10 years for google they lost about 600 million dollars in youtube uh, you know so basically their earnings was about 69.1 billion with a b uh, this quarter um, which is a pretty big number uh, six percent year over year growth but youtube earnings was down two percent which is about 600 million or so dollars like you know 7.07 billion versus 7.21 now you could say hey sajid that's just uh you know it's still seven range billions and things like that but this signals a lot of changes that's coming in the economy uh, you know advertisers pulling back on ad spending uh, inflation you know competition and things like that that's why one of the things you know um, analysts are concerned that youtube could not make the um, keep the strong growth as they've been seeing now having said their search revenue did grow uh, it grew by four percent to 39.5 billion dollars with a b that's still a big numbers but however the wall street was expecting 41 billion right so that's a difference of about 0.5 that's 41.5 billion uh, but the cfo also says look uh, the it was modest growth uh, and it's a difficult to compare 2022 with 2021 just because 2021 was such a strong growth of course right and um, we all know that 2022 has been a challenge now what this means for us the advertisers and the market here is like expect more i would say expect more changes from google where you know they can take more of our money with a lot of other things they're going to open up a lot more other inventories uh, again if they open up more inventories they have more chance to make revenues and you're going to see some of the new stuff that are coming out uh, in this episode and you'll see what I mean by about you know, that's going to continue to happen which is Google is going to have to make a way to make more money and one of those uh, victims or side effects are going to be like an, as the business owners market here are going to end up paying for 
for that uh, by good and bad up to you depending on how you use it okay next up facebook slash aka meta's earnings meta basically their number of daily active users have gone up but their revenue has declined four percent and i think they still are still facing the effects of apple's att tracking program att uh, apple's uh, privacy program att that was rolled out in ios 14 even though ios 416 was launched like uh, last this week or the last week so what this basically means is that it's been almost two and a half years or two years or one and a half years and Apple, Facebook is still like not recovering from that. Uh, people are coming back into Facebook mainly because of Reels. Uh, that's the thing. But they still face like, you know, if they compare Instagram Reels with TikTok, uh, Instagram's users are using about 17.6 million hours a day, whereas TikTok has now 197 million hours per day. Right, yeah, that's part day. That's how they're aggregating the numbers. Obviously, you know, that's something that was a report that was leaked out to Wall Street Journal, and Wall Street Journal covered that, but we don't really have the specifics on that. But what I'm going to say is that, and Facebook is also focusing on metaverse, so that makes a big difference. But, you know, what, what this means is that uh, Facebook is a platform, it's still a dominant platform. You know, they're, they're very close to 3 billion users a month. 2.96 how many of that is fake i do not know uh, so is tiktok tiktok has fakes youtube has fakes google has fakes but you know facebook is still a dominant platform so if you can make your ads work on facebook by all means stay in the game uh, if your ad account is not banned or if all those things not happen that's good but if not you know focus on other platforms there are greener pastures Okay, talking about Instagram has announces new live Instagram announces new live event campaign series to assist with holiday campaigns similar to uh, what I covered about TikTok. However, with Instagram, you have to follow at Instagram for business account. It's all word at Instagram for for business. It's all one word account, and they're gonna be going on from November one through three. They're gonna have like you know multiple people. It's gonna be streamed live, and obviously, if you follow that account, it's gonna be there. They're gonna keep it there. You can go check it out. How useful that is i do not know i really you know if it's any useful if something new happens i will go ahead and you know bring it over to this podcast but at this point i think you have other better things to focus on than to go check out a live event or maybe download the video and watch it at 1.5 uh, speed which is exactly what i do all the time uh, Okay, uh, Google has launched this tool called Trim Videos for YouTube uh, YouTube to launch uh, bumper video ads on, obviously, YouTube. Uh, what this does is you p give it a link to one of your video and it's going to take it and create a six-second clip and you can it will create multiple versions of it and you decide which one to use for your video campaign. That's all, right? You can compare contrast, but I think I like this tool in a way that like if you have a large video, you do not know which to do. You could just say, you know what, I don't want to go to a videographer. Let's just see what automatically does. It gives you six options, six varieties, and you can see what it is and run your ads. It's a quick, easy way to create smaller videos and run ads. Next up, uh, Google added uh, five features to Performance Max campaigns. One is Performance Planner. 
Again, performance planner is a tool that lets you create plans for your advertising spend and assess how changes to campaigns might affect key metrics and overall performance. And from there, you can go take it, import it into performance performance max campaigns. They also announced uh, asset group scheduling, which you can add automated rules, which will allow you to schedule assets groups that so that they can be paused and enabled as needed. With scheduling, you can turn ads at specific times of the day, create and run asset groups ahead of time right again you could do that previously at a campaign level now they're taking it to the asset group level uh, also performance performance max you can have now up to 15 headlines previously it used to be five right google is saying hey if you have 15 we can do mix and match machine modeling and things is not going to help you find uh, more uh, you know better results however keep in mind and this is what i'm saying if your budget is low and if you have 15 ads, you will not get the data, right? So make sure you have large enough budget uh, to try, test this out. Just don't go, if you're spending like say $30 a day and $30 gives you two clicks and you have 15, uh, 15 headlines, guess what guys? You are never gonna get to that point. And this is one of the reasons why, you know, the um, RSA ads are not good because they expanded tech stacks, the ETAs were better. And this is what I mean by Google have to make money and they're giving out all these options to you. Now you, a lot of unsuspecting or you know people are gonna go ahead and use this, not realizing like, hey, shit, uh, I didn't know that, right? I'm, I'm only spending $50, $60 a day. I don't have enough you know, firepower to test out all this model and now it's gonna take me six months of data. And by six months, you know, I've lost a lot of money and I don't have anything. So play with it with caution. Anyway, next up, uh, in the same category, we have performance explanations that can help you identify what's driving performance fluctuations, um, you know, diagnose issues, viewpoints, recommendations. Again, it's geared towards more of those, uh, you know, small business owners who are trying to do ads by themselves, do not know. It's kind of helpful. I haven't checked it out, but at the same time, you know, I really hope if you're spending any money on Google beyond like, you know, $500 a day, $500 a month, I take it back, sorry, $500 or more than $500 a month, you should get a professional or get some professional advice in for your own good. Lastly, they have insights page uh, and, you know, the insights page helps you identify trends in your market, understand performance. Now they allow you to use, uh, you know, uh, first-party data set allow you to create first-party data segments in your insights from your insights page and to help you understand you know the value of your uh, customer list uh, and see which customers are converting the best okay next up we have music genres for youtube ads placements right again google is opening up new type of inventory um, which is a new placement options for video ads that allow advertisers to target specific types of music on YouTube. So now you could just say, hey, play my ad on people who are listening to romantic music, people who are listening to chill music, maybe people who are listening to chill music are usually at work or chilling and maybe you want to run your ads at that time or people who are running funky moods, down beats. And the list goes on and the list is there are five different categories with 20 different countries that you can actually use it to kind of find um, kind of they're helping you to group users based on what type of music they're listening and then play your ads. Next up, uh, Google's official stance on sort of uh, stock photography. This is John Mueller and Lizzie Sassman, uh, both from Google talking about it on the podcast. And they're saying, look, at the end of the day, 
If you're using stock photos, that's fine. Stock photos are used to spice up your blogs, spice up your content because you know, or else it's going to get dry and boring. But don't expect your uh, stock images to rank on Google Image Search. Well, obviously, it goes without saying. Number one, number two, which they did not cover, and I'm going to add, is that make sure you use your image structured data, and there is a good chance that you know you're going to get at a, even if your image doesn't get. Um, shown up an image search, uh, you will at least have rich text result and rich search result, right? Um, these are such a alphabet soup with all this stuff that's going on. Sometimes I, you know, misspeak and mispronounce. But anyway, so go ahead and do that. Uh, and you know, again, stock photos. You know, if thirty sites have the same image, obviously you'd know that you know Google is not going to show it. So you, even if you use stock photo, make sure you kind of put some logos change some things around, put some text around it, but not too much text and make it yours and there's a higher chance that your image is gonna show up. Okay. By the way, uh, last week we covered about the Google's 2020, October 2022 spam algorithm update uh, that was launched last week and that update has rollout has completed. Uh, so if you were tracking it, now you know that it's been completed and you can kind of go check your search console and see if you're affected or not. Also, Google said this week, look, just because a human is writing a content doesn't mean it's going to be helpful or useful, right? It goes without saying, but I think John Miller had to come out and say it because someone asked this question, like, you know, hey, we know, we, and even in this part we covered, like, do not use AI-based content. But John is saying, even if a human writes it, make sure it's really good, it's informative, it's useful, or else, you know, we won't rank it, period. And... Google also clarified, well, John, John Mueller from Google also clarified that, you know, they no longer use the page speed algorithm. They're using, you know, page experience update algorithm, right? What this basically means that if you're focusing on SEO, page speed was back in the day when, you know, internet was slow and, you know, they used to calculate how fast or how fast your page loads. Right. Now they're more focused on page experience, but I think they also take into account your page speed in there. So page speed is gone, page experience is in, page experience kind of encompasses a lot of other things, first input delay, uh, all the other stuff. There's a blog on our website about it. Uh, if you're interested, put a comment down or reach out to us and I will give you that blog and you can read all about it. Next up, uh, Google also said link link wheels are against Google's guidelines, so make sure you don't use it. Link link wheels are basically some people's uh, effort to scam Google, which is like, you know, hey, I have my website market and grow, and I know I don't get a lot of visitors, so I'm going to put a link to my, another of my website called, you know, AWSM Digital. From AWSM Digital is going to go to another website called XYZ.com, and now XYZ.com is going to come back to my website, and it's going to make me look, you know, I'm authored authoritative website and things like that. Google is saying, look, dude, don't try doing that, right? It's illegal. If we find it, we are going to penalize you. We are going to be screwed. Don't do that. So if you have any um, you know, SEO person uh, suggesting that you should do a link will, stay away from them. Lastly, for this week, uh, there are two new features in GA4 that you should know about. Uh, the third one that you know I wanna, don't really want to cover about it is you know, Google has extended the deadline for... Google Analytics 360. This is the enterprise paid version of Google Analytics. Obviously, they said, you know, initially, you know, we all know that GA4 is coming in, in July 1st, 2023. But for people who are on the paid version, they're getting extra six months. But that doesn't, uh, you know, matter to us because we are all using the free version. So the two features in this GA4 versions are behavior modeling, behavior modeling with real-time reporting that will give advertisers a complete picture of user behavior as it happens. 
right? Uh, behavior modeling uses machine le learning to fill in the gaps in your filling the gaps of your understanding of customer behavior when a cookie and other identifiers and identifiers are not available. Uh, Real-time updates will be available in the near future to give advertisers a complete view of the customer journey as is happening. It just kind of helps you see, okay, there is a user on my website, they're moving around and this is what they're doing. And the th second thing they introduced was data-driven uh, attribution. Uh, so, in data, well, data-driven attribution was already there. Uh, they're launching channel custom channel grouping, a feature that allows uh, advertisers to combine different channels to compare cost uh, per acquisition and return on ad spend based on data-driven attribution, right? For example, businesses will be able to compare the performance of their paid search brand with the non-brand campaigns and see which one is doing better, which one has a better ROI, return on ad spend, and so forth, okay? So that's, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything to be in the know. Uh, this is your host, Ajay Islam, signing off. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye.